Right, let's turn to the first part of today's program, and that is a bit of Lion Rockers, which is a brand new program every Saturday um, morning at 8.30. And in this program, we'll be able to hear some of the stories of some of the movers and shakers in our city. And uh, last week, we had the opportunity to sit down with Ivan Hung, who we often hear uh, on All Matters COVID. Now, he's a dual specialist in infectious disease and gastroenterology and hepatology. And he's also a member of the COVID-19 Vaccines Advisory Panel. And he also teaches at the University of Hong Kong. I got the opportunity to sit down with him. And here he shares a little bit more about his childhood and his upbringing. I left uh, Hong Kong uh, when I was 15 uh, to go to the UK to study. Yeah. What was that experience like leaving at 15? That's still quite young. Yes, it's, 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 it's a, um, I think, quite a... A uh, very quick decision, so actually uh, it took me some time before I could adapt to life in UK, uh, especially in the boarding school. Uh, but I think it's very different. It gives me a, a much more wider scope uh, of you know of the world, uh, and I got to learn other languages. Uh, I got to learn French. I got to learn classics. So uh, I think it's is is a very very good experience. Um, for, for me, especially, uh, you know, uh, when later on I, I, I become a, a doctor, become a physician. Yeah, it's probably young when we look at it as an adult, yes. but maybe at 15 you felt so old and you felt like, <laughs> wow, this is a newfound independence. Yes. Uh, I, I was quite fortunate because I have friends who are already in the same school, uh, who was my f- uh, long-term classmates and friends uh, from my previous school. So uh, that helped me to, to adapt uh, much more easier in in certain ways uh but otherwise i think it's it's a real experience uh especially in those days um we we don't got to travel a lot so we spend much longer time uh in, in at schools and also uh in uk so which i think is is important as well yeah what was your childhood like then um do you come from a big family uh i come from a big family uh so the so called you know the 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 Hong's family is usually very big. Uh, I had uh, many uncles and aunts, and also uh, grand uncle, grand aunts, and and many many cousins, uh, and uh, which is which is really good because I I grew up in a big family, so uh, they are all you know all my cousins are very very close to me, uh, and I, I got to learn the really important the the Chinese traditions, uh, especially in the in, in the big family. Uh, how to how to respect your seniors, uh, but at the same time we grew up together with all my cousins, so which was they are still very very close to me. Yeah, what was your childhood like? Um, did you have a happy childhood? Were you were you naughty? Well, I, I have a, a very happy childhood. Uh, I think I was relatively uh, sort of quiet and and uh, I actually uh, behaved quite well, I believe. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, and um, I actually studied quite hard as well, which, which in, in a way, I, I, I have a bit of regret because I, I should have spent more time really, uh, you know, playing sports and, and really uh, enjoy, you know, more time with my friends while I was studying UK. Did you, was it something that you wanted to do, like you wanted to study or did your parents, you know, sort of push you a little bit? No, I, I wanted to study. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think at that time I was I was very uh, into studying. Uh, and I think important is that, you know, my, my parents sent me overseas and I have kind of a responsibility to, to do well. Uh, and at that time, I already wanted to do medicine. You so knew at a young age already? At, at a very young age. Um, at primary school, I want to be a, a scientist or a, or, or a doctor. Uh, but when I get to secondary school, especially when I, you know, um, moved to UK, uh, I was very determined to become uh, a doctor. Uh, and of course, you have to do well in your in your GCSE in your A levels. So that's why uh, I have to study very hard at mm. that time. What made you want to be a doctor then? Uh, very much inspired by my parents, especially my mother. Uh, my mother was a nurse uh, in uh, Queen Mary Hospital, uh, and um, she's she was a midwife. So um, at a very young age, I I heard story from from her about you know delivering babies, uh, you know, uh, in, in both Hong Kong and also in the UK, because she, she actually did her training uh, at the Paddington General Hospital, which now calls St. Mary Hospital in London. So um, I heard all the stories from her. Uh, and um, I was also very interested in science. So I think combining both is, is very much, uh, you know, you would like to be a doctor. Uh, and of course, I, I, I very much wanted to, to take care of patients and using my my knowledge to to help them uh, in you know uh, in treating them in in solving uh, scientific problems as well. So that that's why I think uh, why I become a, a clinician and also a scientist. What we call clinician scientist. Yeah. Um, based on that experience with your mum, she must be so proud of you. Do you often exchange <laughs> stories and, and sort of? Let her yeah, we, I, I used to tell her stories, especially when I was doing my my intern my. My houseman uh, in UK, I always used to tell her stories, uh, all the funny stories. Uh, and of course, some of them are, are, are you know, uh, actually, uh, you know, emergency resuscitation. I tell them stories about uh, some of my, uh, you know, uh, very interesting story about uh, some, of, you know, I also do uh, uh, psychiatry attachment and also all these stories about my psychiatric patients and, and and I think this is all very very interesting especially from her point of view uh, as as a nurse yeah you're a dual specialist so how did you then finally decide where to go and which was then your specialty because there are a few <laughs> things to choose from well it's all happened by by chance uh, and, and I think uh, by by fate as well uh, initially I wanted to become a surgeon so I actually uh, trained to be a surgeon and I did, uh, I work as an anatomy demonstrator uh, and I also took part in the first membership exam in surgery uh, after my housemanship uh, and I was working at the University of Cambridge Medical School as an anatomy demonstrator uh, and then subsequently I went to uh, Charing Cross Hospital to work at an A&E, uh, emergency uh, so-called uh, senior house officers. Uh, where I got exposed to, you know, uh, different kind of emergency medicine, including uh, surgery, orthopedics, uh, and also medicine as well, and pediatrics. So it is, it's a very, very good training uh, as my foundation. Uh, but at that time, I still want to be a, be, become a surgeon. So, um, uh, and then uh, at that time, I think is 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 one of major change in my life is that I wanted to come back to Hong Kong to work. So I applied for different jobs in 
Hong Kong. Uh, and um, by chance, I actually was able to come back uh, landing with a, with a medical job at Queen Mary Hospital, which I've been working since 1999. Uh, and um, I came back and I initially thinking of probably staying for a year in training from, in, in medicine. But then I, I make many, many friends uh, who are very, very close to me. Uh, and I uh, turn out to be actually like medicine as well, internal medicine. Uh, so I took my manager exam and then I, I, I become a physician. Uh, and then I decided when to do my specialties. Uh, and initially, I also want to become a gastroenterologist first. Uh, because I got to to do endoscopy using my hands, I I, I like you know uh, using my hands, and I'm very good at my my dexterity. So um, I initially applied and got accepted to be trained in uh, gastroenterology. Uh, but then my senior tell me that since there are quite a number of already trained fellows uh, in the specialty, so it might be better for me to go into explore something new. And at that time, infectious disease was something quite new. Uh, and there were limited uh, fellows, very, very limited number of, of specialists. Uh, and so I, uh, and at that time, the only trainer in Cremator Hospital is Professor K.Y. Yun, who of course is my mentor. Uh, and um, so I, I uh, had a few meetings with him and, uh, you know, already I'm very, I was very, very much inspired by by his uh, by his lectures by his talk, so I decided to switch to uh, to do infectious diseases first, uh, and then by chance the second year after my training was uh, 2003, and of course there was uh, the outbreak of SARS, so uh, it was by really by chance that I landed with uh, my training with infectious disease, and uh, very very fortunate that I was trained under. Professor Kiwayun. Yeah, speaking of SARS, this year marks the 20th anniversary of SARS. What was it like for you to work as a, a frontline medical officer at that time? Yeah, I think it was, it was very, very challenging. Uh, but the, I think the importance that and it's, uh, we, were, we were very young, so we were uh, actually very fascinated by uh, you know, the origin of, the, uh, of this infection. Uh, and um, we, we were full of energy. So at that time, we were uh, in the daytime, I was working in the confirmed SARS ward uh, in Queen Mary Hospital. So we look after uh, SARS patients. Uh, and um, so uh, we, we spent hours and hours inside the, uh, uh, the medical ward. At that time, there was no negative pressure facilities. So it's, we just put our patient in a general medical ward and we just put on an N95 mask. We don't have the PPE as such. We just use a cloth, basically a surgical gown as a PPE, which is of course washable. Uh, and we used to go in for a long period of time, uh, checking, uh, monitoring our patients, their oximetry, uh, examining our patient every day. Uh, we, we look at the X-ray and we monitor their progress. But unfortunately, there was nothing much we could do Apart from there was no antiviral, there was no uh, specific treatment. So we just could only use steroids, which we control the inflammation of the lung. Uh, but at that time, we have no idea the, you know, the, the dosage what we should be using. Uh, we don't have a really good monitor 
on how they respond to the treatment. Uh, we don't we don't even have a, a measurement or regular measurement of the the viral load by the PCR. We have a diagnosis, a confirming diagnosis, but we don't really have a you know a continuous daily monitoring of the viral load. So we don't know how they progress, but just by the clinical presentation and just by the X-ray. So um, there was a very very limited we could we could we could actually do or intervene. Uh, but then after work, what we did is that we, we went to other hospitals. And of course, the, uh, uh, the story was that is myself and Dr. Vincent Zhang, who is now the, uh, the consultant and chief of service of uh, microbiology in Queen Mary Hospital, uh, my very good friend, and, and Dr. Bong Chang, who is now a, a private uh, clinical microbiologist. Uh, the three of us went to the United Christian Hospital because there was the Amoy Garden outbreak. So we were... Uh, looking after, we were actually helping to look after, uh, and uh, uh, these hundred patients who came in overnight, uh, and then we were actually we we examined them, we took samples from them, uh, so that we able to uh, have a very very clear idea uh, on how their viral load progress, the clinical presentations, uh, and that is uh, when we came up with our second paper. Uh, that was published in the Lancet on describing the clinical presentation of SARS. Uh, that is is very different, quite different in terms of the timing from from COVID and influenza. That they tends to have a much more prolonged, uh, so called the first ten day is the, the the viral phase, what we call the there was a viral replication, followed by the uh, like from day ten to day twenty, is the so called inflammatory phase, which is far much much more longer compared to to COVID. But that actually laid a very good foundation for our research subsequently for MERS and also for, for COVID. Yeah, the intensity of it, Professor Hung, were you and your colleagues at all worried? I know you mentioned that, you know, you were all so young, <laughs> yes. but just knowing what you know now um, must have been worrying. At yes, that time. It, it was worrying. Uh, but we were thinking, you know, of course, we are the one who are, you know, supposed to be the... Uh, you know, the, the expert in the field or training to become an expert in the field. So it's once in a lifetime opportunity. We never thought it's going to hit twice. Uh, so it's once in a lifetime opportunities to, to do something and to learn from this virus. So we were, uh, we were very worried, but at the same time, we were, you know, we are very keen to, to explore uh, and find out, you know, uh, you know about this, uh, the science behind. So we, before we went in every time uh, to the medical ward at United Christian Hospital, uh, we usually uh, pray together uh, and, and, you know, really, really hope for the best. And then we were very, very careful in terms of the um, uh, gowning up. And also when we did gowning, we were very careful. So uh, we, we, were, we, we monitor and observe each other when we do the gang up and also the degowning, uh, making sure that we don't, you know, um, you know, have any kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, risk or contamination yeah. uh, that we could, you know, be contracting the virus. And we were very, very fortunate and very blessed that, you know, we, we did not, uh, the, the three of us did not come down with, with SARS. 
And that was Professor Ivan Hung uh, in last week's Lion Rockets, which is a brand new series here on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, if you'd like to revisit some of the programs, you can head on to the archive. And of course, everything is uh, on the archive and on the podcast as well. In tomorrow's episode, since tomorrow's Saturday, uh, in the second episode, where we'll be chatting uh, with Tommy Jung, Executive Counselor, and you'll know him as the lawmaker for the catering uh, industry. Very interesting childhood. A bit different from Ivan Hung because uh, Tommy Jung did not like to study um, and we'll be hearing a little bit more about his childhood tomorrow. So stay tuned uh, to tomorrow's Lion Rockers, uh, which is at 8.30.